For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Thrivehood Podcast is a useful resource for boys and young men who want to thrive as they mature into manhood. I'll be your host, Tim Williams, and welcome to the Thrivehood Podcast. Hey, welcome back in to another installment of the Thrivehood Podcast. I'm glad you're joining me, and hopefully you're having a good day and life is treating you well. So tips for your first interview. Let me preface this with a couple of points. The first thing is, obviously, if you've already had an interview, that doesn't mean that some of these tips can't apply to you. So feel free to grab any of these and add those into your binder of knowledge as you move forward to try to grab that job that you're wanting. And also, obviously, I am not a expert on recruiting. Okay, you know that. As I've said before, I'm sort of a jack of all trades, master of none. So obviously, you, you need to seek out counsel if you want help for a resume or prepping for an interview and a number of things. But listen, there's just some basics here that I want to share with you. And if you want to go beyond that, obviously, there's there's tons of resources through the internet and a number of places that you can go. So I just want to give you a few pointers here, some things that maybe you haven't thought of. And if if not, great. And if you have, then man, you're already on your way. So let's get started. We're going to start off, and I sort of did this chronologically as best I could. So the first and foremost is your resume. You, you've got to have some type of resume. Again, there are templates online. You could find some places to go. You, you could ask somebody to help you with that. But you want to pull the resume together, basic resume. It doesn't have to be, have to be anything elaborate. But you want to list your work experience. And listen, I would put, even if you've helped, you know, Grandpa Joe on, the, on a weekend, right, and you've done something, you've done some gardening, or you've done some construction, or you've done some farming, or you've done something, I'd put that on there. Anything that you've done, your schooling, of course. And also, if you've been able to achieve a, a, a really well grade level, your grade point average in high school, if it's very, very exceptional, I would add that on there too. That, that says a lot about you. You know, extracurricular activities like volunteering or if you're in sports or maybe any accomplishments, you know, outside of school, maybe you're in, you're in other type of clubs or things or presidents of a club or something like that. Anything that is showing the employer that you are active, that you are, you know, you're, you're involved and you, you've got a lot going on and that you are uh, making the most of your time, if you will. And you obviously want to list, you know, your biggest strengths, your biggest accomplishments, your achievements. That's real important. So, you know, the resume is all about you. Uh, I guess in a roundabout way, you're sort of gloating about yourself. In reality, you're giving him all the good. And that's sort of standard. So the second part of that would be once you have your resume, you want to start preparing, prepare, 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 prepare. You can't, I can't say that enough. You, you've got to get yourself in a position to be able to be ready for it. 
Here's the first thing I would do. If there is a website available for the company, get on the website. If it is a local company, get on that website. If it is a franchised sort of company, a restaurant or something, if you can find out anything on a local level about that company, that's best. But if you can't, that's fine. But what you want to do is you want to try to find out some information, maybe some some information of currently what's going on with the company, maybe a little bit of history or how the how the company started. You're just trying to get yourself familiar with what this company is about so that maybe you can speak to something later in the interview. And I will say this, if the door opens up, I would have at least one statement that you can present or question that you can present that lets them know that you have done your research. That goes a long way. And maybe there's an opportunity that the interviewer makes a a comment about, passing comment about loyalty program, for example. I'm just sort of thinking this off the top of my head. You know, you could maybe say something like, hey, you know, I I noticed on your your website that you're actually going to be offering a discount program for your loyalty customers. When is that set to launch? Now, that may have nothing to do with the job that you're going after. doesn't matter. What it's telling the supervisor or the boss or the interviewer, hey, this person isn't just concerned with what they're doing. They're, they're having in, they have an active interest in the company, and they're also proactive. Huge, huge word, proactive, right? I would also look online for other job descriptions that are similar to yours. If there's a specific job that you're wanting to go after, a a specific role in that company, go online, find out what they're doing, find out what their pay is, okay? Find out what, again, you get some general ideas because you might be able to speak to to some of the questions that could come up. If you've already got a little a general idea and understanding, because an interviewer may say, well, do you know, you know, you're, you're applying for this. Do you know what this job is? Do you understand what this role is? It'd be great for you to be able to answer, even if it's just a couple of sentences. Well, I, I have an idea. I did some of my own research and I sort of came across this and came across that. And that's sort of what I was thinking this might be. Again, you're showing that impl- that in an interviewer that you're being proactive and you're trying to do your best. You want this job, right? And let me also say this too, and I'll, I'll use this sentence and then I'll explain. Just because you're interviewing at a zoo doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be feeding the animals, okay? If you're just going and, uh, you know, you're just submitting your application and along with your resume and you don't really care, you're just trying to get your foot in the door, that's great. But if you think that if you're applying to a restaurant that you're going to be a cook right off the bat, that might not be the case. You might be sweeping floors or you might be a waiter. I don't know. Who knows? You might be running the cash register, you know, and just sort of keep an open mind as to where this might lead. Uh, And even if you are, let me say this, even if you are applying for a specific job, don't be upset and don't be concerned if they say, you know what, we've either filled that or... We, we we appreciate you applying for this this position, but you know what? We, we have some needs here, and we wonder if would you be interested in, in doing that? Hey, find out about it. I wouldn't just say yes, but ask questions. Well, what is it about? What is What would be the responsibilities? Ask some questions and be open to that. The next thing that is crucial is to conduct some practice interviews. Find somebody. Find a pastor. Find a find a anybody, a, a dad, a grandpa, a, a mom, a sister, a friend, I don't care, anybody that you can find to say, I need practice. Practice 
makes perfect, as they say. I don't know if it makes perfect, but it makes better, I would say. Go over that. Get online. There are common interview questions that you can find. You, you You can find tons of interview questions. I wouldn't get overloaded with the amount of interview questions that are out there, but just find some common interview questions that you can use online and someone can be the interviewer, you're the interviewee, and, and, and I would practice that a lot. That is where you're going to get good. That's where you're going to get better. I promise you. Also, the body language, the way that you sit, the way that you stand, the way that you carry yourself, the way that you, you know, your, 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 uh, the way that you, even the way you tilt your head and squint your eyes, there is a lot to be read into that when you're in the middle of, in, of your uh, interview. So be aware of that. And also your handshake. That's right. And if you're curious as to what handshake I'm talking about, you need to check out my podcast that says what's in a handshake. Very, very important. Also, I would say under this heading of conducting practice interviews, I would use what's, what's called the slant strategy, S-L-A-N-T. Quickly, I'll go through that. Slant is a strategy that helps you pay attention. It keeps your eyes on the speaker and it helps you engage in the interview. And the S in slant is for sit up. This increases focus. It gives you good posture and expresses respect for the interviewer. The L in slant is lean forward. It shows that you're interested. It shows that you are connected and that you're engaged with the interviewer and as they're asking you questions and having conversation. The next is act interested and ask questions. Again, this shows that you're engaged. It shows that you're paying attention. When you're asking questions, it says, hey, this person isn't just a bump on the log. They have a brain. They're able to think. They're able to have dialogue. You can listen to one of my podcasts that talks about throwing tennis balls and learning how to have conversation. Nod your head, the the letter N in slant, nod your head. This shows agreeability. This shows that you are engaged. I know I've had a number of instances where I'm speaking, whether it's on a Zoom call or in a small small setting or in a large group, and there are times I'll see heads nod. That is encouraging to me. That says, keep going. Don't stop. You're doing good. Let your interviewer know that. Let your interviewer know that, hey, you know, all right, this person's on board with us. They, they like what they're hearing. And they, they like what I'm telling them about this job. That's great. And then finally, track with your eyes. Keep This keeps you from daydreaming. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes zeroed in. And you don't want to stare at the person like, you know, <laughs> like you're, uh, you know, something's wrong with you. But you do want to at least keep your eyes engaged and be connected with that individual. So let's move on. A few more here. Let's move on to the prior, uh, the uh, proper attire. Okay. Proper attire. Here are some, actually, uh, let me just say this. I would say that you need to dress one level above what will be expected at the job that you're interviewing for. So if you're interviewing for a job that is casual, I would dress business casual. So casual basically means slacks, a nice shirt tucked in, you know, belt, shoes. Business casual is you just throw a jacket on. If it's a business casual setting, I would dress as a, ca- as a business setting. I would, a, a tie, coat, not necessarily a suit, but a tie, you know, I would dress one step above whatever it is you're trying to go for. 
It's just, it shows that you are interested and it shows that you are willing to take the time to make yourself presentable in the situation or in the, the job that you're looking for. Now, here are some no's, some don'ts, okay? Or I guess I should say some no's. No jeans, no sneakers, no baggy pants, no baggy clothes, no open-toed shoes or sandals, uh, no visible piercings, tattoos, no wrinkled clothes, and no hair in your face. And when I say no hair in your face, I don't mean a beard. That's becoming very acceptable now. I'm just talking the hair. If you have long hair and it's sort of hanging in your face, let's, let's clean that up a little bit. And then I would get yourself prepared for the interview. Take a shower. Brush your teeth. Comb your hair. You know, shave. Put on deodorant. Get the clothes ironed. Whatever it is that you can do to present yourself in a position of, hey, this, this guy is, is, he's really putting some effort into this. Now, I want to stop here and I want to, I want to just make a, a comment. The goal here isn't just to get the job. The goal here is to impress the snot out of the person that's interviewing you. And you do that by going above and beyond what all the other people are doing and how they're presenting themselves. You guys, as you're beginning to hear a number of my podcasts, you're, I hope you're starting to get the theme. Don't just do the minimum. Come on, please don't do that. Put some effort into it. Make a conscious effort that you're going to rise above and not be normal like everybody else. That's what a Thrivehood guy does. That's what a person that is striving to become a man that God has intended them to be would do. So always keep in mind, do I just do what everybody else does? Or do I do something that keeps me separated and standing out from the rest of the crowd? Also, and this probably goes might go along with the second part of the the episode that I'm going to be doing later, but I felt like I wanted to just bring this up right now. Know what hours you can and can't work. You, you know, you're going to have school, you've got homework, you got maybe you you get allowances or you do chores around the house. You have sports, extracurricular activities, extracurricular activities. If I can get it out, extracurricular activities. <laughs> there we go. If I can get out, it's a hard word for me. Keep in mind what it is you can and can't do. You need to know that before you walk into your interview, okay? And be prepared for the possibility that you might have to give something up if you truly do want this job. There's some, I think, some important things that I've said here, but this is key because what you're going to be learning and what you're going to be realizing is as you move higher up and further up in your career, there will be more sacrifices. It's, it's how it is, guys. You will have to give up some things. You will have to just say no to some things because you have a responsibility at your job. And this may be a small step in that direction, but that's okay. So if you're in a situation where you think you could get this job, but they need you on Friday nights and you either you don't want to work Friday nights or maybe you have a, a volunteer activity that normally you do on Friday nights, but maybe that could be shifted or or maybe you could no longer do that, and but it would allow you to get this job. You not you need to think about that. You might want to consider that. By no means am I saying, I'm going to make this clear, I'm not telling you to give anything up and everything up to get the job. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just be prepared that if it's 
there's just a deal breaker here and it's not going to be much of a sacrifice, consider it. It might be worth it might be worth giving something up in order to get this job. And then finally, don't be late. OMG, man. <laughs> okay. I see this all the time. I hear about it all the time. I'm surprised at the number of people that show up late. And I have, I am aware of a couple of incidences through some friends of mine that are in hiring. There's not even excuse. There's not even a reason for why they were late. They just showed up late. You need to arrive early, not late. You need to arrive early. Your first impression matters immensely. Okay, tardiness gives the impression that you aren't reliable and that you really don't value other people's time. And I've got to tell you, as a first impression, that is enormous. That isn't to say that you could overcome that. But once again, guys, why do you want to start off in the hole? Why do you want to start off in the negative? If it's, let's put it this way. If you're in a position and you are against one other person, let's say they've, they've interviewed 10 or 15 people, and it's between you and that other person, and the only difference is that other person was a few minutes early and you were 10 minutes late, who do you think they're going to hire? So keep in mind, every minor step that you take moving towards getting that interview, it does matter because they read into that a lot. I've been in, obviously on both sides, I've been an interviewer and an interviewee and the little things say a lot. So keep that in mind. So I hope there was some helpful tips for you. Next time we will sort of break down part two as you get into the interview and then also some things that helpful things that you should do after the interview is over. Hope that was helpful. Hope that you're continuing to move forward to become the Thrivehood guy that I'm hoping that you can be and that I believe that you can be. And until next time, say it with me, guys. Stay strong. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.